0: You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. (laughs) Hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy stewartcom or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy stewartcom Welcome to the Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart and welcome to my show. I love sharing what God is doing in this hour and I have some exciting news for you. And for those of you whose family are not believers, God is stirring revival. We've heard that word spoken over and over again. But what we don't realize is he is going after our families, that God wants revival in our families, where our families are filled with believers and the destiny for our lineage that he has prepared for us. And I know I have family members that are not believers. I'm sure you do too, but that is going to change. God is moving their hearts and stirring them to want to engage with God again. And at the end of the show, we're just going to release some prophetic declarations over our family and just agree with God for this move that he's doing right now. Now, in my church, it's called The Gathering, it's in Tarpon Springs, Florida, right outside of Tampa, we do a prophetic night every month, and people come from all over to receive a prophetic word, and we have a nice seasoned team that gives words to everyone, and everyone who comes gets a word, and one of the words that the Lord had me release over a couple the last time was that there is a revival stirring up in their family. And usually when I get a prophetic word, I'll release it and then I just don't really remember it anymore. Many times people will come back and say, Remember that prophetic word you gave me last month? I'm like, no, I don't remember. Tell me, tell me what God is saying. But for some reason, this word about the family revival just I could not let it go. It's almost like it reverberated in me. I was thinking about it day and night, day and night. And I ask God, you know, what's going on here? And he said, he's given us a heads up of what to expect for our family and how to prepare to engage with them. And I'm going to give you some steps to prepare, because when our family starts knocking on our door about Jesus, we want to make sure our heart is right in order to share what God has for them. So I want to share this personal testimony about my son. And I've asked him if I could share it. And he's like, yep, mom, go ahead. So my son, of course, was brought up in a Christian home and we were at church all the time. We were leaders. We, you know, we were there probably three or four nights a week, plus two services on Sunday. And about the middle of his high school year, he started kind of pulling away. I could tell he wasn't engaged. He didn't really want to go to church. It's almost like, I don't know, it's like he lost interest or lost his heart for God. And I wasn't sure what exactly was going on. And you know, you can't make someone have a relationship. We know that when we bring up our children, our children learn about Jesus through us. They learn about having a relationship through our relationship, but at some point they have to own it for themselves. They have to move from our relationship into their own personal relationship with jesus i mean we know that that's true so he went away to college and he went to a pretty liberal school up in the northeast now he got an amazing education but he really pulled away from the lord there was a little church up there and he went to it when he first got there but it was the kind of church where whatever god you believe in is great with them and of course He couldn't connect with that, so he just quit going. And he spent probably the next eight years partying and having a good time. And we spent, my husband and I, my friends that would agree with me, we spent the next years on our face, just going after God, interceding for him and just saying, you know, God, this is not going to be his life. He is not going to be this partier, this... uh, going out every night, he's going to be someone who serves you. So even when he was in college, there were a couple of times I woke up in the middle of the night and I just knew that he was out doing something he probably shouldn't have been doing. So I would text him and I'd say, honey, where are you? And he'd say, okay, mom, I'm heading back to my dorm. He knew that something, the Lord just woke me up and told me that he was just out going partying and i just started declaring protection over him and that uh, god was going to protect him from his own actions as well as how the enemy was going to use those actions against him so he finally graduated from college and started moving home and on his way home he came by morningstar ministries in uh, south carolina because i was being ordained and while he was there he they were given prophetic words and he got this prophetic word that at the time meant nothing to him but i know that it seeded something in him and it wrecked me when i heard the word i was like because i was sitting there too i was like oh my gosh yes that is who he is and it was this strong word about leadership and about the mantle that he carried to lead people and help them be transformed and and encounter God's love. Well, he didn't remember that word, but it stirred in me all the time. And so he moved back from college and he moved in with his buddies and continued to party on, right? And of course I had my friends praying, my family, my husband and I were praying, and we were just declaring, ain't no way. And that's my Southern in me, there ain't no way. Ain't no way, Lord, that he's going to live a life like this. You've called him. You've ordained him. You have a promise over his life. There's prophetic words over him. And your word is live and active, and you're going to fulfill your word. So I just kept declaring, Lord, I'm not going to let that word fall dead. Even though he may not see the word, I am going to declare the word over him until this parting season is broken off of him. And he steps into the calling that you have for him. I mean, there were, it was a huge battle. And you know how it is, guys, when you're battling for your children, for your family, you're battling for them not to follow the ways of the world, but really to step into their promise, their calling, and follow the ways of the Lord, right? So um, I just battled. And at one point, I wrote him a letter. And I wrote him a letter about his anointing and what God had called him to do and how uh, the Bible showed that type of anointing and the impact that it had on the kingdom. Also in the letter, I included really the struggles in our generation with my dad. He struggled as an alcoholic. He, He was bipolar. He really had some struggles. And there were struggles all through the line with alcohol. And I told him in the letter that he needed to be aware that when the enemy comes after him, he, we know that he's going to uh, really activate that generational line of brokenness and that he needed to know that. So I wrote him the whole letter and just wanted him to be aware And it's funny, I say a suddenly happened, but really the suddenly took about 10 years. He started going back to church. And it was so amazing because he had a pastor that the church he started going to, you know, he just felt the Lord tugging on his heart. He felt like what he was doing now really wasn't what he was meant to do. And even in his career, it wasn't what he was meant to do. He was working for my husband's company. And he started going back to church, and the pastor at his church just recognized the anointing on him, recognized those leadership uh, skills on him, recognized the call of God on him, and began to pour into him. I mean, what an amazing thing when you go into the body, and the body sees what God has called you to do. So he began uh, pouring into him, and it's interesting because... He met someone at that church, and they started getting really serious. And we met her, and and she was a a sweet young lady. But I just knew that I knew that I knew that she was not the one for him. I just knew. And it's so funny, they started getting serious. And I say funny, haha, not like haha, but more like ironic. They started getting serious, but I knew that that wasn't right. And God, and I just loved her and loved them. And and God would give me dreams. He would give me warning dreams about the relationship. And I would share them with my son. And he would be like, uh, because he didn't know what to do. He felt such a great affection for her. But he has his mom saying that she's heard from the Lord and that isn't going to work. So you can tell how he was torn. And the more serious they got, I was like, God, I need a plan. We need a plan because if, it's, if he's not right for her, she's not right for him. So if they continued on, it wouldn't be right for either one of them. It's not like one was good and one was bad. It's just it wasn't the right uh, fit. So the more I thought about it, I just had this idea came to me. And I was like, okay, how about, I talked to my husband about it. We prayed about it. He's like, yeah, I think that is the right thing. So we talked to them and we're like, how about you guys go to couples counseling? and begin to work through you know, your relationship and the things that you love, the things that you don't love, so that you could uh, see where God's going to take you. They were both seeking God, which is a good thing, and they decided yes. And of course, I gave them a list of people, from people I knew to people that were just recommended to me. But of course, I had one in particular. I had my fingers crossed, my knees crossed. I was like, God, I think that's the right one for them. But I didn't try to influence. we I needed for them to have autonomy, to be able to pick and choose, because I know God would work it out through whoever they chose. Well, they did choose the one I wanted. I was like, yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. So as they went through the process, uh, independently, I didn't know anything about it. The person didn't share anything with me. They went through it independently. They began to realize that they were great friends and they enjoyed doing things together, but they weren't meant to spend the rest of their lives together. And it was hard for both of them. You know that when you're serious about someone and and you just feel like the Lord is saying, no, that's not right. You know that that's hard, and it it really breaks your heart. But they were obedient to what God said, and they ended up breaking up. So he ended up leaving that church because it was just hard being there with her there, and he just felt like he needed a fresh start. So he went to another church, and it was interesting. Within a few months, he kind of saw someone that he wanted to ask out, and I knew he was ready to get married, so I would pray, Lord, Bring that right person to him. Open up the door for that right person. And he asked her out. And he called me. He said, Mom, I'm going to go on a date, but I want you to know I'm not in any hurry. And I said, Honey, I know that your heart is ready to marry. I know it. So I've just been praying, Lord, bring that right person. And he did. He really kind of fell head over heels for her. It was kind of like one of those things when you know that you know. When we met her... It was so amazing because it was like instant. She was family. She was part of us. She was like us. And it's just been amazing to watch their relationship grow. And honestly, they were married, I think, within six or seven months of when they met. So since that time, they've been married a few years and they have two children, uh, Ellie and uh, Myers. But what's so amazing is that my son has gone on to become a pastor. So he's walking in the beginnings of the destiny and the calling that God had for him. And I learned through this process that God is so faithful that he will continue to contend for our family as we contend for them. That he will guide us and lead us in declaring and saying, you know lord the word says that if i follow you then my children's children's children will follow you for generations to come and just declaring the word over our children and i watched my son go through a lot of things in those 10 years and uh heartbreaking things that you know i couldn't help him with but through the process god used every step to draw him closer to the lord And he continued to follow the Lord. So I want to just encourage you. And at the end of the uh, show, we're just going to do something like a prophetic act. And I'm going to have some prophetic declarations for you and your family. But I also want to just share a little bit out of the word. Because what I've learned from this process is that it doesn't matter how far they get. We know that the enemy is trying to divide us and destroy us. But when we stand believing and interceding and declaring the word, it activates heaven on behalf of our family. So let's just dig into the word for a minute. I'm going to start in first Kings and I want to read it to you 13 verses 1 and 2. It says, And behold, a man of God went from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense then he cried out against the altar by the word of the lord and said o altar altar thus says the lord behold a child josiah by name shall be born to the house of david i'm sharing this with you because each one of us carry a prophetic word over us and we may not know what that prophetic is at the moment, but something has been prophesied over us. It might've been five years ago, 20 years ago, a hundred years ago, 200 years ago. In fact, for Josiah, that word that Jeroboam declared was 360 years before he was even born. And God has prophetic words, just like the one my son received in Morningstar. He has prophetic words that we can declare over our family. We seek the Lord for those words and we can declare them over our family. So um, I want you to be aware of that because as moms and dads, we can ask the Lord for a prophetic word and begin to prophesy that word to life over our children. I know my grandmother prayed and declared over me. She even wanted to send me to a Christian school. But at the time, I was a little bit like my son I was partying and enjoying college and I was like, there's no way they would throw me out. But really, the destiny that I walked into, part of it came from the declaration of my grandmother over me. And I'm sure generations before that, even the word in heaven over my life in the timing that I was going to be born, same for my son. So there are declarations and there's a move of God to bring our families in to serve Him and bring us back together. I mean, have you thought about, you know, sometimes your Christmases and Easter with your family who don't believe can be hard because you are celebrating Jesus and many times they don't want to hear about it. You know, some families are more gracious, they don't mind you praying and talking about Jesus. Some family, they're totally offended by it. So, just imagine. I want you to get a picture because we know we have a sanctified imagination. So, just close your eyes and get a picture of what it would look like at a family reunion or a Christmas table or Easter celebration where your whole family is declaring the name of the Lord, that your whole family is saying, oh, Jesus, we love you. Oh, we celebrate your birth. We we just bow down to your death and your resurrection. Lord, our our family is a a force and your hands for the kingdom on this earth. Wow. I'm telling you, that has oil on it. That has an anointing on it. Began to look like, began to picture and see what each person looks like as they come in to the glory of God. So um, I always say the harvest is outside a body. The revival is within the body. He's going to revive the body of Christ like we've never seen it before and bring home those that are lost, just like the prodigal son. So let me just continue on with Josiah. In 2 Kings 22, it says, twenty-one. it says that Josiah was eight years old when he became king and he reigned for 31 years in Jerusalem. So hundreds of years passed, 360 years plus eight, probably 368 years passed before he actually was born and fulfilled his calling, his destiny. He was eight years old. Let us start calling in the destiny for our grandchildren and our great grandchildren. Let us ask the Lord for prophetic words to declare over them now. So when they're born 20 years from now, 50 years from now, 150 years from now, that 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 prophetic word that has been seeded in the heavens that have been declared in your lifetime will be activated at their birth. Yes, Lord, let's just do it. So, What is the proclamation you are carrying over your family? Look at your life and see how you have served the Lord. And look at what is your generational anointing to go out and to call on the Lord and and to serve Him in the way that you serve Him. Ask the Lord, like I said, to give you prophetic words for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, and and their children to come. There's a word out of Isaiah 59-21 that says, When I serve the Lord, my children and my children's children and the generations to come will also serve him because I serve the Lord. And that is amazing. And when you begin to call forth the destinies, what happens is you're making room for the Lord to move on your behalf and on behalf of your family and give you the assignment that your family line carries. I love what the Lord is doing. Now, I want to talk a little bit, how does this work when your family is away from the Lord and you know that there's friction between the two of you or between, you know, one group and the other, because you serve the Lord, you want them to serve the Lord, and you're doing all that you can. Well, the one thing the Lord has been showing me is we understand between right and wrong We are servants of the Lord. We follow His Word. We study. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. So we can discern between right and wrong. But many times, if they're away from the Lord, they can't discern between right and wrong. And they're not going to learn between right and wrong if we are judging and accusing them. God wants us to love them into the kingdom by calling forth what he has destined them to do. So how do we do that? When we see, and I'll give you this example, my son, when I saw he was doing things wrong, I did say, honey, you know that that's not God's best for you. And everybody operates in their own. The way I I in- reach people is I encourage them, I bless them, I uh, just release the possibilities of, over God over them. And I don't force it on them. I don't try to twist their arm. I just try to see how God is seeing them so that I I can gauge the way God would engage with them. So instead of trying to force them into believing what you believe, I just try to love them into the kingdom. You know, I, I heard someone say one time, the disciples belonged before they believed. They followed Jesus because he had the anointing of the Messiah, but they really didn't fully understand it. And even when they made mistakes, Jesus didn't throw them out. He just showed them the right way and continued to teach them and train them. You know, when they make mistakes, and I know that there's boundaries and things we have to set with our family, but I just want to encourage you to... um, Find the promise over your family. Find the prophetic word. Before my mom passed away, she told us, there's five of us siblings, she told us that God gave her a promise that not one of the siblings would not know and believe that Jesus is Lord. That she had the promise from the Lord that our family would all come in and believe. And man, I hold on to that. Not All my siblings are not believers, but I know because the word of the Lord has said and spoken over them to my mom that they will be. So whether it's tomorrow or whether it's 20 years from now, my hope is in the word of the Lord and what he says. And just like with my son, it was 10 years, but it, it became a suddenly when he turned from what he was doing onto the heart of the the Lord. So remember, everything will be fulfilled in God's time. And it may take some people longer than others. Um, like my family, there's some members of my family that doesn't believe. So when we have that promise from the Lord, we just have to dig in and declare it over our family. We have to speak out loud, Lord, I'm calling in my son who has walked away. I'm, I'm, sh- Uh, pouring the blood of Jesus over him and protection over him because we know he has a destiny and a calling and I'm not letting go till he turns and meets that destiny and that calling. So there is revival coming to our family and there is a wave. It's almost like you see people surfing and the wave starts coming and they jump up on the board and they ride the wave in. God is moving like a wave over our family and we just need to jump on the board and ride the wave in. And that's, we move as he shows us to move. You know, if you try to go straight on a wave, you'll fall off. But if you let the bounce of the wave bring you in, then you make it all the way to shore. So I want to just give you some declarations to be thinking of, to write down. First of all, I want to encourage you, number one, Ask the Lord, what is the word over each one that you're praying for? And write it down, write their names down and ask the Lord to to fulfill that, declare over them. Uh, You see in Acts 10, Cornelius, he believed and his whole family was saved. Lydia, she believed and that's what I'm saying. We believe, so our whole family is gonna believe. And we can see the Holy Spirit prepare us to bring our whole household in. But we have to move as he moves. So take a piece of paper, write down your family names. Then I want you to ask the Lord, give me a word, a prophetic destiny that I can begin to declare over my family. One of my favorites was Isaiah 59, 21 that I shared with you. It says, uh, I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offering. I'm sorry, that's Isaiah uh, uh, 44. They will spring up among the grass like willows by water by the water course. So he's going to pour out his spirit on your descendants. And Isaiah 54, 13 says, uh, your children will be taught by Yahweh and great will be their peace and prosperity. So you can just take that word right to the bank. Your children will be taught by Yahweh. He will take the seeds that they found in uh, Sunday school, that you've prayed uh, at the table with them, they will God will take the seeds that have been planted in them and water them, and like it says, it will be great peace and great prosperity. So, Father, we just thank you for your word, and we thank you that you are going to bring our family in. We just declare, yes, Lord, we are agreeing with you. We're going to see the resurrection power over them, and the things that have been planted in their heart will water and will rise up in their destiny. So, Lord, we're just asking you to uh, do what you're going to do and use us in the way you want to use us. And we're going to continue to prophesy their destinies. We're going to call forth their leadership, their their heart of serving you. We're going to call forth their anointings and their gifts. And, God, we prophesy that they will come to life the resurrected life of Jesus Christ. We prophesy over them that you will send workers in their path that will confirm and stir that up in them. And Lord, that they will know in no way be confused or distracted by the enemy. No way, Lord. And so God, we just thank you that where the enemy has come to divide, you have come to give life. And there's a word in Job, in Job 42 that says, I have heard you, by the listening of my ear, but now my eyes see you. So Lord, we are declaring that their eyes are gonna be able to see you. They're gonna be able to encounter you and know that you are the one for them. So be be encouraged and I want you to send me messages. You can direct message me on Instagram or on Facebook. You can go on my YouTube channel and write me messages on there because I want you to send me the message that yes, you see the move of God coming in in your family. So I so appreciate you guys watching today. And I want you to remember, invest in yourself because you are the best investment you have because God invests in you every single day. Amen. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy Stewart.